Welcome to Of Dust and Divinity, a place where we ask big questions of small things as we gather around the table with makers, thinkers, and doers. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair, and join us. And now, here are your hosts, Caben Kramer and Chris Quant. So here's the deal. We left off last conversation, which we were in person for, which was exciting, and we hadn't ever recorded in person until that episode. Man, I, it was so fun to have you here. I actually miss you. I wanted you here as I was setting up today. I was like, oh, man. And we got like part of the way through describing the house tour in that. And then we were going to spend this episode talking about more cool and unique and funky features of your house. Again, listeners, meantime, check out the adjectives as, as being described to you know, describe this house. Um, some pretty traumatic events happened in the, what's it been, 10 days since I was at your house? Uh, been 10 days, and it would be exactly a week from uh, when we're recording right now. Yeah. If we're um, referring to the same event. <laughs> yeah. So... I'll, I'll just, I'll walk us into the conversation, but what I want to hear from you, Chris, is like, how the heck are you feeling now? Yeah. What the heck was going through your head? And let's just, let's talk about it. Is that okay? I'm I'm okay with that. If uh, anybody's okay. interested in hearing, and if nothing else, if you're interested in hearing, yeah, happy to, yeah, to walk I, through it. I am very interested. So, okay. So let me walk us into it. So you and I recorded in person. It was awesome. Super fun, cool, unique house. Fun time together. We publish it on Tuesday, and then you and I are texting back and forth about being excited about getting back on and finishing the episode on a Wednesday night, which is when we usually record, and tonight is also a Wednesday, but this was two weeks ago, or last week, or whatever it was. It was a week ago today. A week ago today. So we're texting about it in the afternoon, and then you send me a picture with the caption that says we may have to postpone. And the picture was just a huge plume of smoke rising above the back of your garage, or it looked like the back of your garage, right? But it was just behind your property Mm -hmm. within like 30 minutes of you sending that text. You guys were under evacuation orders. Um, The fire had grown to like a thousand acres and things were getting pretty wildly out of control really fast. Yeah. Accurate. So we didn't record obviously, you guys end up being evacuated for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And so take us on that journey from Wednesday afternoon last week. Um, what, what was that like, man? That, yeah. Walk us through that. If, 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 if you're able and willing to, I understand that it might still be a little fresh. You know, um, I, I've told the story a few times um, and, you kind of, at least for me, and, and I don't know if this is maybe just who we are and, and at least in my background, you, you don't, where I try not to make a big deal of things like, oh no, it's not a big deal. Everything's fine. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and he's, you know, he's gone through, you know, a few years of therapy um, and he's, he really walked me through um you know, it, it may seem fine, but you might want to kind of dig deeper than that. Mm. Uh, and, and this is somebody who's known me for, you know, 15 plus years. And he's like, I can see 
and somebody who I deal with on a, on a day to day basis. Actually, he's also he's also my boss. So uh, hmm. it's kind of interesting how like we've known each other long before he was ever my my direct uh, superior. Um, but he's like, I know you, um, and I can see that something's different. And I didn't. Mm. I thought I was just maintaining and, and carrying on. And so, mm. um, so this, all that to say that I found that telling this story a few times is helping um, un- unlock and uncover, or like, yeah, uncover some stuff for me that in the moment I didn't realize what was happening. And now, mm. just to go back and reflect on it. So all that being said, I'll start to walk you through, and it was, I don't think that serendipitous is the right word for it, but the fact that we were going to record that night. Probably not the right word. Not the right word for it, but the fact that you and I were already in a text message conversation, it was very natural just for me to say, oh, hey, by the way, and it, and it, and it started me documenting the process where I might not have thought about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I told you, and, and, and for those that, that follow um, you and I on Instagram, um, you know, I so like in a moment, I'm not thinking about that, but the fact that you were kind of posting on your stories and, mm-hmm. and to your Instagram feed, kind of what was going on, like in the, in the moment meant so much to me. And then to see so many responses of folks just mm-hmm. saying, you know, people that I've, I've never met. Um, yeah. and yet I, it was so amazing just to see the, the huge outpouring in this completely uncertain situation. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thank you for that. And I thank everyone who, who, you know, offered their, their prayers and support as we were, uh, doing this, but but basically what happened is, uh, and I'll take you through the story. And again, tell tell me if I'm you know going too long here. But basically, uh, a week ago today, uh, I had just I work from home, so I just come back from my lunch hour, and I go into my office and uh, kind of in the in the northern California foothills here. We have not, and you know this, Kevin. <laughs> Water mm-hmm. kind of is scarce right now, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. it's been scarce for a while. We've been in a drought for a while. So there's something about this year we've gotten even less precipitation than on record. I think this is one of the driest years ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've had, you know, for folks following the news, like basically the West has been burning um, mm-hmm. for the last, I don't know how many years now. Uh, and so having moved to a more forested area, now we're kind of in, in the town, it's a smaller town, but we're not like in amongst all of the trees so much, um, but we're still surrounded by trees, um, a lot mm-hmm. of pine trees around here. Uh, and so anytime I, I've, I've heard a siren, <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of go, oh, that's interesting. And so I came back from lunch and I was back for maybe about 10 minutes and I, I heard a siren off in the distance. Oh, okay, well, that's fine. It happens every now and again. Uh, and then about five minutes later, I heard another siren. Mm. It's like, hmm, that's interesting. I'm just going to keep working. And about maybe five, ten minutes later, I hear another siren. But this time, this siren is going right in front of my house, and mm. I can hear the engine. Like, this, whoever is behind mm. the, the wheel of this car is gunning it. Mm. And at that point, I said, huh, that's interesting. I should maybe go out and take a look outside. So I just walked out <laughs> in front of the house, kind of looked to the left and looked to the right in the front of the house. I'm like, well. It's not that maybe there was an accident or something like that. And, and I turn around to go back inside the house. And when I turn around, I see a, a white plume of smoke starting mm. over the house. And and if you've been around some of this before, you know, well, that's vegetation. If it's white, it's it's a vegetation mm. uh, that, that's on fire. And so you're like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. Huh, that looks close. Uh, and, and that's when I started to text you a little bit. And it is, I saw somebody else post on Facebook and I, I did the same thing. Um, where I started taking pictures, and I, when I went back, I wasn't really cognizant of the time that had passed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, in about a ten, like a five to ten minute time span, the way that this column of smoke grew, mm-hmm. both in size and in in darker in color, um, mm-hmm. was astonishing to me. And the fact that it was all said and done, it was probably as the crow flies, maybe a mile from mm-hmm. the house, maybe maybe mm-hmm. a mile and a half, which isn't far. And the wind was oh, blowing. No, the wind was blowing our way the whole time. Mm. So I'm, I'm taking pictures and I'm kind of keeping an eye on this. And, um, I, you know, I go in and and I'm talking to my wife, Emily, and I'm saying, you know, this this is interesting. We should maybe keep an eye on this. And then as it just seemed to exponentially grow and grow and grow and like the first, I think hour or two hours, I mean, it was, it was moving like a thousand acres, like you said. Yeah. (sighs) We started to, you start to come to, think of like oh we might have to leave and then we've just recently moved here so basically there's a, a a repair shop across there's a boat repair shop across the street from us and then and then there's railroad tracks so there's like we're kind of the, at the edge here and uh one of the guy i haven't met one of the guys there came over and he said hey we got the phone call to evacuate mm. <laughs> and i said well if my house is between your repair shop and that column of smoke over there. I'm assuming yeah. we got the call to evacuate as well. And right. that's when we kind of <laughs> kicked yeah. things into high gear and, um, you know, brought, I, I mean, I've never done this before and, and we've heard things about like, Hey, you should have a go bag. You should have, mm. there's called ready, set, go. So, you know, make sure you're ready, set, and then you've got your go bag so you can go. And, uh, just, I'd grab suitcases and we started putting stuff in it and, I, as I was recounting to to somebody later after, you know, like the next day or something, I realized that Emily and I were having conversations in the moment of there were pictures up on a, on a shelf and we were saying, can we reprint those? Should we grab them? Yes or no. And these are mm. the, our boys when they were mm. little. Like, do we need this? Do you have that file? Yes or no. And it was very scattered. It was very like in the moment. And all the while I'm kind of walking out and looking behind the house and watching this column of smoke just grow mm. and then you the sirens keep coming and then they've got planes that are now dropping the fire retardant on mm. it and it's just the full operation um and so in the midst of everything it's like okay where grab the dogs where the cat and and i mean we now I, I say this maybe sounds rushed but we had i don't know i, I mean i we we had an hour and a half i mean it wasn't like it was like all of a sudden 15 minutes and we had to be out of the house um but so we we had time to grab some stuff and even then we, we didn't get everything that we wanted to, but it was, but we knew we were under evac- evacuation order, you know, and we got in and, and by the time we left, like there's a, there's a picture that's, that we didn't took, but somebody took that. It's just basically the smoke is moving and uh, towards the town. It's just this massive mm. now covering of smoke that's, that's coming our way. And uh, it's, you know, we, we, we start to, we're about four buildings down from the main center of town. And by the time we had, well, when you come out of our driveway, you could go left or right, and each either way will get you around to the freeway. I decided to go left, mm. and and people who are an actual like it's time to go and the fire's on your heels. Like I, this wasn't our case, but like I can see like man, it's one wrong turn, mm. and that could be it, right? And so, yeah. and in our case, it wasn't that. It was like I went left, and the police had the road blocked off, so you couldn't go any further. So I'm like, mm. oh, I got to turn around and go right, and then we go through town, but. By the time we were going through town, like the the local sheriff office, like they had their uh, command station set up at restaurants underneath the tent wow. right there, and and uh, I mean we kind of weaved our way out and left. Um, but it's it's just this real interesting thing that you leave and you don't know 
Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to see this and you kind of hope, but, um, the next thing is like, okay, (laughs) where are we putting the cat and, uh, where are we staying tonight? And fortunately we have, um, uh, family and friends. Yeah. So, so so your mind, like, man, our minds are these beautiful things. Like our minds can like kick into this special gear when it's like survival, right? Like suddenly like logistics, like we have this lucidity and this clarity of thought and like logistics start clicking about, you know, 500 per second and you start thinking through all this stuff. Okay. So you start answering all these questions. Now you have your car full of stuff. You're answering all these logistic questions. You land with family, but then you're back to that deep unknown and waiting. Yeah. Where you think, are we going to be here for a day, two days? If it goes south, are we going to be here for two months, six months? Right. So that, I've only been evacuated once in my life, and it was a flood warning, and I was a kid. So I didn't have all the burdens of adulthood on my shoulders. But I still remember that just awkward silence of sitting in a stranger's living room, not knowing if we were going to have a house to go back to. What was that experience like for you? Hmm. I have a deep, I don't know if it's fear of not wanting to impose on anybody. Hmm. And so to feel like you're imposing, like your family just lands, like you're just, it's, it's ugly, right? There's nothing pretty about it. Like you've just rushed out. You've just thrown like what clothes you had, you know, whatever, like, the laundry's on the couch. Grab it. Throw whatever yeah. you have. Like I'm, I'm assuming I have it. And it, like you said, you don't know how many days you're going to be gone. Like, is this just going to be like overnight? Is it going to be six months? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you've got your animals, so it's not just us. Like we've got two dogs. You know, they're smaller dogs. So, and you know, we we put our cat with some other friends who graciously, you know, took the cat. Um, and so it's just this really awkward now it was family. So it's a little less awkward because you're like, ah, yeah, you know, it's okay. That's cool. But yet this happened in a matter of hours and Mm -hmm. there's like no time to just say, Hey, we're here. Hi. Didn't, didn't have time to plan for this. Like we're, we're taking over your couch and your living room and, and hopefully maybe not much more, but also what do you got to eat? You got anything in the fridge? (laughs) No. So it's this, uh, this moment of just being, um, gosh, that's, that's interesting and a little awkward and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like you said, it's the uncertainty, it's the unknown of, is this just going to be a little bit or is it going to be a long bit? And mm-hmm. should we get some food or what do we do? Just, just the logistics of yeah. living, right? Yeah. Like not yeah. being in your own space. Um, oh, yeah. and, and, and just again, like, my one of my biggest fears is like I don't want to put anybody out. I don't want to impose, and yet here I am showing yep. up on somebody's doorstep, and you know they're gracious enough to take me in. And I gotta tell you, like, I, like I was legitimately humbled by the number of offers that we got. Like, mm. like to, to the point where like some some friends that that we had gone to church with back in the day, like I mean we haven't really talked to them in in, in a few years. Uh, mm. Messages on Facebook is like, hey, our house is open, like. You know where we wow. are. Come, come wow. stay. Like and like, no questions asked. No, you know, pretext or pretense or anything like it. Just, just come. And so, uh, it, so it was humbling. 
hmm. um, in a way, and and still to deal with the, and, and again, like I I don't want to sound like I'm over dramatizing it, but yet kind of as you process the feelings, watching that, I mean, taken back right before we go, like there was the the catch in the throat, the shortness of breath as I looked at that hmm. cloud of smoke, and I went. That is a living, breathing thing, Caven. Mm. Like it, it, yeah. it. See, like yeah. the only thing in the moment that came to me was like, "That's a monster." Wow. Yeah, that's right. Like that, that like if I was a child, yeah. my childhood dreams. That's the monster that is now hovering yeah. over me, and I'm powerless. So fierce, so wild, so out of control, and so consuming, so totalizing, and. Not, you know, no discretion, just where literally where the wind blows <laughs> yep. and where yep. the where the 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 food is, is where yeah. it's going to go. And yeah. and so yeah. it was it wasn't a real powerless, helpless mm. feeling. It, it helps helps understand why people used to worship clouds and the sun and. Oh, 100 percent. Fire. Oh, a volcano. Like Come on yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. That thing's yeah. angry. We should do something about it. I right. don't understand the virgin right. parts, but hmm. Mm. All right. Yeah. But 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 you understand it some somehow somewhere deeper inside your body than just your brain that sat through high school. Yeah. You you sit in the presence of something and you sense the magnitude of it and you sense the limitedness of your humanity and the frailty of your mortality. Yeah. Hundred percent. And at the same time, you're you're coming to grips too with the fact of, and and Emily, my wife and I were talking about this. It, it was just weird because mentally, like everything is fine. And I know that's a relative term, but like everything is fine. We're we're in a safe place. We the kids, all the animals, we got our stuff. We got almost all the. I forgot the file that had all the social security cards and the like. The one file you want to grab, like the passports and all that, I left. Okay, that was on me. <laughs> My bad. But like, like, like mentally, everything was okay. Like we were, yeah, we had shelter. We got grabbed our stuff. We got all the animal, blah blah blah. Like we're fine. But then as you're working through, like, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't settle down and why I couldn't focus and why I couldn't, you know, and, and you're just absolutely mm. scattered. Yeah. Which, which is weird because, uh, like, and, and I don't admit, admit, I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, we're here. Everything's here. Like, like mm. it, from what I can see, everything looks fine. Mm. But yet there's this big unknown and I have and, and your, no yeah. eyes onto what's happening. <laughs> and, and your brain is trying desperately to hold it all together and convince you that everything's fine. Yeah, that's great. And and your body underneath is like, what the f is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's I don't know what's happening, but yeah, but no, like li- logically everything is okay. We're safe. We're okay. It's good. And yeah. and, and you have this duality happening in your in your in your body, in your in your soul, in your mind, in your heart. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's wild. So, you know, and you said something else a little bit earlier about just being overwhelmed with the generosity of people who open their homes to you. And that stands out to me because I feel like there is speaking of kind of this tension that exists. This is a little bit of a philosophical side rant and we'll, we'll, I want to, there's more questions I have for you about this immediate event, but like, there's this, like, I, I feel like we're taught from Hollywood that when catastrophe strikes, people become 
incredibly evil, right? Like look no further than the purge series of movies for Hollywood's examples of what happens to humanity when chaos hits or really any apocalyptic movie or post-apocalyptic movie. And yet over and over again, when research is done and in your own experience, when chaos and crisis strikes humanity, humanity turns to compassion and kindness and openness and graciousness and inclusion and sharing. Mm -hmm. And the things that maybe maybe like that old church friend, well, maybe you guys had different political ideas or theological ideas or something else, but in the crisis, none of that mattered. Like crisis consistently brings out compassion in humanity. There's an incredibly insightful and scathing report done from Katrina that shows the amount of generosity that came out of people in responding to Katrina in 2005. And then the me- com- comparing that to the media reports of vandalism and burglary, and then how the government started preventing people from escaping certain parts of the city because of media reports of vandalism and actually increased the death toll because of inflated and fabricated media reports because they thought it would get more clicks or more views. Yeah. When in fact humanity turns to compassion and kindness. Incredibly interesting to me. And and now once again here in your story, we have this another embodied example where you're like, look, people I barely know, people I probably don't get along with that great, were like, dude, have my bed. Right. Right. <laughs> like I don't That's- care that you have two kids and dogs and and whatever. Like just yeah. come hang out. Yeah, man. Okay, so so then you were evacuated, and were you able, like, did you try to keep working during that time, or were you like, guys, like, I just need to, like, pause for a second? Yeah, so that's, again, where I, I find myself being incredibly, in, in this moment, fortunate and, and lucky in that my my job, like, I, I kept my manager uh, updated, like, hey... Uh, and here's the funny thing in it. Like, like while this is happening, like I'm texting you and I'm, I'm texting my manager as well. and just saying, Hey, by the way, this is looking weird and might, we might need to do something. And so I got on the phone with him and I'm talking, talking things through with him and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, you know, and it's that sense of duty and that sense of like, well, no, I, I gotta keep, I gotta keep keeping on. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I've got an email that I'm in the middle of composing. I, I'll, I'll take care of it. And, um, uh, you know, it's fine. I didn't, I didn't finish the email. Okay. But I'll just, I'll just tell you that right now. That email did not happen. So I had a chance to, so I, I kept him up to date and basically it was in the afternoon. So I was kind of like, I didn't have anything major pressing for the rest of the day. So that was okay. Uh, I got on, you know, with my, my manager the next day and he's like, Hey, look, let's, let's have your team help pivot here. Um, mm. I can, I, I jumped on a meeting at like eight o'clock the next morning, sitting on my brother-in-law's couch, you know, with my computer, I had the camera off. Cause I was, you know, I was, I just kind of woke up and said, Oh, I yeah. guess I got a meeting. And so kind of gave it the old college try and my manager's like, Hey, look, um, I, I had a meeting with you and, and another one of my teammates and, and he's like, I can see where you're at. I can see this is traumatic. And actually he, his child, uh, his house burned down when he wow. was, he was a kid. So he's wow. like, I, I've been there. I know. Um, let's do this. And, and we, we basically pivoted, um, to basically have, uh, you know, I, I have customer calls and those, my team just, and again, talking about my team was like, no questions asked. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're fine. Like take care of yourself, take care of your family. We got you. Don't even think twice about it. Yeah. Um, and so again, 
you know, being humbled to the fact of like, oh man, like, like for somebody who doesn't want to impose on people, like I was the, you know, op, uh, ultimate, you know, imposition I, I felt. Mm. And yet people are like, um, dude, it's fine. You know? And, and mm. another, it was interesting that you, you said you talked about movies and, and here's, you know, what's in the movie and, and you, you kind of think about the, the hero of the story and, and it's somebody who's calm, cool and collected. And, you know, I mean, we can talk about kind of roles and you kind of think as, as, as the dad, Right. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I gotta, you know, and I wasn't like running around the house, you know, screaming like, we're all yeah. gonna die, you know, yeah. but like yeah. you're trying to find that, that, you know, mix of like, okay, all right, everybody, you know, and, and not kind of like be too like, okay, we gotta go, you know, but kind of keep mm. a even keel. Um, yeah. But in the same time, kind of dealing with your emotions in real time and, and, and be honest, like, <laughs> Like going around each room in the house and just snapping a picture. I'm like, well, I heard insurance said that it's better if you have a picture. So if it all burns down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a picture of everything. So and that's kind of a weird thing too. I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe yeah. I'll never see this. So, um, so just trying to kind of keep it, keep it level too, and then just have a chance to, like, the next day or or the day after, just to go like, oh, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, body feels it so deeply. <laughs> so it, it, all that to say, yeah, my 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 job was very very generous. Okay, and so then, how long? What was it? A full forty eight hours, or how long was it when you that you were actually evacuated? Yeah, so we we left about so by the time we pulled out of the driveway, it was probably about quarter to five on Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were given the go ahead to. Uh, Return to the house at about eight o'clock Friday night. So okay, it was it was it was a couple days. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it could have been a lot longer. Like it could have been a lot worse. What we found out, uh, there's a website where you could basically follow through with updates, and and it was interesting. It was it was real confusing because this fire burned across two county lines. So mm. you have you have two counties that are reporting you know evacuation orders and evacuation warnings, yeah. and it, and I I heard this I saw this on Facebook and social media a lot of people and myself included were like wait a minute I don't who who am I listening to and it turns out it took me like a day and a half to figure out like oh I'm looking at the map for the county that's not mine I ah. need to be looking at my here my county's map is over here and like oh yeah my entire town is under evacuation order so the like like thirty two hundred people. Like yeah. this is, you know, and all these structures or buildings are, I'm like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to be looking. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, to, to, to finally, you know, to, to be able to come back, um, obviously was great. Uh, and, and we get back and it was one of those moments where we, we come back and we, I just unload the car. And even as I'm unloading the car, I'm like, should I be unloading the car right now? Well, mm-hmm. I'll do it. But I'd left the suitcases um, in the middle of the living room floor, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't unpack yeah. it. Now, now, when when you got back, was there still smoke coming from this? Because the fire was still burning at that point. It was still right? burning, but what we found out and and what allowed us to come back so soon, I think, is in watching these updates. Is when that fire started, uh, and we're Cal Fire is is the main you know uh, fire entity that that takes care of a lot of these fires that are happening out in the in the forest that became in the in the like opening moments of the fire that became the number one prioritized fire in the state of california and california's got some big fires burning oh yeah like a hundred of them going on right now yeah 
Mm-hmm. And like this fire became, and so basically what they did is they diverted resources. So, you know, mm-hmm. engines were coming quick. Like they had planes diving down quick to start getting stuff, mm-hmm. which kept it to probably as, I mean, homes were lost. As it's tra- like there's, there's quite a few homes in the community that were lost. And so I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a terrible thing, but like it could have been really yeah. a lot worse. Yeah, because, I mean, for, for people who aren't from California, if we just paint a picture, where that fire happened was maybe 20 miles up the road from a community, from several communities, three or four communities that together make up maybe forty to 50,000 people. Yeah. Um, there would have been no stop in that sucker. It, it could have. Well, and, and, and they jump, right? So you have, you know, it's burning and then, fl- you know, embers, you know, get blown uh, further ahead and it jumps and mm-hmm. then starts another spot fire. And all these spot fires then, you know, just combine into a massive fire. And so, yeah, uh, yeah a, lot, a lot of these fires, you know, some of them, there have been towns that have been, you know, affected. But a lot of these these bigger ones are in more remote areas. Uh, and and canyons that are harder to get into so obviously they're fighting them as best they can but yeah this this was a fire that was closest to like actual established (laughs) towns and structures and and yeah with with very with very friendly fire fire friendly (laughs) terrain to get to bigger towns so okay so so you get back the suitcases are in the living room there's still smoke in the sky it's been five days now since then do you feel settled down? Do you feel like you're, I don't even want to say back to normal, but do you feel like you can sleep a full eight hours at night without waking up in a panic or kind of where, where are you at in that process? So (laughs) it's interesting that you asked that question because, you know, so we got back Friday night, um, you know, get in our beds, basically go to sleep and our bedroom window faces the the street in the front of the house. And I just happened to, I don't know, four 30 in the morning, I'm awake and there's a fire engine that goes past our house with the lights on mm. flashing. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> mm. I thought we were done with like, this is like, they just gave us the, like we could come back. Like, why would they tell us to come back? And then now more engines are going out. Nothing, you know, there's nothing, but you know, it was a bit fitful sleep uh, for the rest of that early morning and then we kind of kept an eye on things on saturday uh and sunday um it looked like they were really there's a website that we could see that they were containing it really well um so a a week later which would be today so rewind to last night at about seven o'clock i'm outside you know barbecuing up some burgers and i see the spotter planes up again oh no and i see a plume of smoke rising up again Oh, no. This one was, it was close, probably about seven-tenths of a mile away. Oh, my goodness. Um, And so I'm watching that and find on the web, you know, quickly find the the website that's tracking that. And they they jumped on it. It was a couple acres. Great. Okay, they they got it. Um, And like deja vu all over again, seven days again, again today. This is today, Wednesday, exactly one week away. After my lunch. Fire engines are racing oh, down no. the street again, and this fire oh, ignited no. again. And I see a plume of smoke seven tenths of a mile away again. This this time on the opposite side of the house. The wind. It's a hot, windy day, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And again, the tanker, the, like the big planes are coming in, and the tanker planes are coming in, and you know, oh, fire wow. engines are rushing rushing past our house to it. And 
again, they they put good dozer, you know, dozed, you know, a, fi- mm-hmm. a good fire line, and they and they contained it. But it's just like, again, today I'm like, are you kidding? There were some mandatory yeah. evacuate. We weren't evacuated, but the, they were short. But at the same time, I'm like, every time now, yeah. I'm see, I'm hearing a siren or I'm seeing any trace of smoke. I'm like, I'm, Cabin, <laughs> I'm on edge. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Yes, yes. And and because truth be told, we're still very much in the middle of it, right? Like the, the Dixie fire is still burning, started burning in the middle of July and now is California's largest wildfire. Um, your fire, the river fire, I think destroyed like 75 buildings in, in your town. Um, how many? About yeah, 80, 75 to 80. Yeah. 80, yeah. 80 buildings in your town that you could walk to across town because it's not that big of a town somewhere behind the high school yeah which is about half mile away yep and so this is not like some far off thing that you can say oh wasn't that nice this was like five days ago this was today this is the dixie fire still burning is it fair um, to say i'm reevaluating my home purchase well choice? no but it's not that but like <laughs> like your 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 poor soul like your sanity your your sense of being able to be at peace in your own abode, which really is the point of all shelter that we seek from the wilderness is a sense of reprieve and safety and rest and recluse um, and the ability to kind of regather ourselves to some degree, both emotionally and physically. And, you know, fire season is not anywhere close to being done in the state of California. Well, and doing Uh, some reading too, which and again, we could go on our, we could stand on our soapbox and we could talk about climate change and, and, and there's there, something needs to be done. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but to see it literally, it's one thing to hear it and then to see it n- near your house, right. Or yeah. near just your, literally your backyard. And, and here's the thing too. Like, here's where your yeah. mind goes like, look, stuff is replaceable. Right. Like this could burn to the ground. And my wife and I kind of joked, we're like, it's a little bit older house and it's got its quirks, as we talked about last time. We're like, well, if it does burn to the ground, we don't have to worry about the plumbing or the electrical anymore. We'll just start (laughs) over. Right. So you're kind of like trying to tell yourself to kind of soothe yourself a little bit. And it's true. Like it's stuff. Right. Like it's it'll suck, but it's going to be replaceable. But when like your family, like. Like, well, you're coming close to my family. Like you, you rise up a little bit or you get like for me, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm real nervous. And the thing is, like during the day, like I keep a sh- I kind of like I'm the kind of the one on the alert. And my wife, she said she's like, I, I'm glad that you were home and that you're working from home now because she was on a phone call. She's like, I don't think I would have even paid attention or went to look outside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not going to make me nervous when I have to travel here for work in a couple of weeks. But okay, <laughs> I'll just keep an eye and text, yeah, yeah. you know text her. Um, but but it is it, it's something that when it it kind of gets into your space, yeah, it's 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 in your space, right? You're like, oh, something's got to change. Yeah. And the thing is that I was I was working up to short story long is basically we don't have a fire season anymore. Like it's right. it's any time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Really so I'm thinking, be. well, like when yeah. we get to, you know, to September and, and October, it's going to cool off a little bit. Well, no, but but if you think about it, the Paradise Fire, which mm-hmm. yep. November, yeah, that was in was. November. Yep, absolutely. Like is which is more of the yep. driest times now. Like we, we've gone yeah. through all the summer now, and now it's in September and, and October. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, so it's yeah. So I think it's yeah. going to be a, a maybe a nerve wracking couple months. Yeah. Well, and and you know, you you made the the comment 
used a joking tone, but I, I understand that your psyche could very seriously be reconsidering your choices and where to live. Um, and honestly, Jen's asked me the same thing, like, you know, because the smoke is really thick and, you know, our daughter has some medical issues. And so she's like, should we be living somewhere else? And yeah, we don't need to necessarily get on a soapbox, but my response was kind of the same of, of like, but where could we go that we wouldn't be walking into a different climate disaster? Sure. Right. If, if we go to Colorado, there's flooding. If we go to the North, there's severe snowstorms in the winter. If we go to the South, there's too many tropical storms that they have. Now we're recycling the alphabet <laughs> to get through all the destruction. Yeah. Pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is, which is a, a terrible world to live in. Right. Because human settlements used to be fairly stable, predictable things, right? We weren't forced to be nomadic. <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the worst case scenario in 50 years could be, but th- this idea that like, man, we, yeah, there, there, there's not really good places on the continent anymore that we can point to and say, this doesn't have any God level <laughs> weather events due to climate change. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is interesting to, to see and to see the predictions of like, if, if we don't address this, right. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's, and that's, you know, I, I mean, be it from, uh, again, we could go down so many roads here uh, of climate or, or health, um, you know, virus, all that good stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is terrible stuff. I don't want to make yeah. light of it. Uh, but yeah, if, if we don't really take a look at it and and understand what's driving this and, and you know, what we, what, what, just even if it's a small part, mm-hmm. um, what we can do to help change that. Uh, and that became more apparent for me this week. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I appreciate you listening to my, thanks for letting me tell it, man. I, I mean, this is a little bit of therapy for me, whether it's interesting to anybody or not, I don't know, but, um, thanks for, yeah. Let me, let me chat at you for a little bit. Well, and, and in the meantime, in the midst of all of this uncertainty and this inescapable incoming change of our climate, we still have to remain constituent human beings somehow, right? We still have to maintain our, sanity, our solidarity, um, our social functions. Um, we still have to provide food and shelter for our families. We still want a functioning economy. We still want thriving ecology, even though it's all getting burnt to a crisp right now. Right. So, and, and, and you're still very much in the middle of it. So I'm not going to ask you for any answers because your body is still absorbing all of the trauma and shock and emotions of it. Can I share something with you right now? Like, th- kind yeah. of be real in the moment. Like, yeah, let's do it. as I'm as I'm thinking about this, like, like honestly, Caben, I'm feeling I'm feeling guilty with the attention that is being like that we're we're spending some time talking about this. Can I just mm. can I just be real with you for a minute? Like, yeah. yeah. As we're we're going through this, and and I don't I'm sorry I don't mean to hijack your point here, but I'm like, man, I think I I, I think I need to vocalize this. Like, okay. like why 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 do I sound like I'm like why is this interesting like why why should i even tell the story like the mm. house didn't burn down we're fine like you know life goes on like yeah it's been nerve-wracking and today was super nerve-wracking like i'm in a meeting and i'm like yeah. co- constantly checking out my window like every two seconds um 
But can I just can I just say I'm feeling guilt, some guilt right now? Can I can <laughs> just work you through can. that? You can say that. I, I receive that and then and then I also say, well, Chris, that sounds like something you need to <laughs> sounds like a personal problem. Sounds like you need to deal with it. All right. It's a valuable story. Fair enough. Be, because but but there there are some things beyond you that make your story so pertinent. And and that is that many of us are feeling the crunch of climate change. And so to some degree, you are our emotional outlet, right? Like, I mean, if, if we're going to really introspect our own humanity and, and dissect ourselves a little bit, like the, the traumatic experience you went through could be any one of us tomorrow. Um, it could be you again tomorrow. And there is kind of this sense that we all live with where we're trying to now pay attention to a new kind of storytelling and a new kind of survivor um, to say, help us learn how to negotiate this because this is all of our reality. Um, and it might not be fires for someone else listening to this, but it's something. We empathize with human pain and suffering. We empathize, even if we don't understand it, um, with the sense of loss of home, of ambiguous unknowing. Um, we all get that from the pandemic. We all understand that sense of like, when will this ever end? But now we just ramped it up a notch. Now it's not just, oh, when will I get to go get my hair cut again? But now it's like, will I ever see my house again? And we can translate those things, right? We can translate that gnawing in our stomach about when we could go to the bar with buds. And we can dial up, <laughs> we can ratchet it up, we can fictionalize it, ratchet it up to how it would feel for our homes. And you've lived through it. You're You're embodying those emotions. You're actually having to not theorize them, but now actually having to absorb and process them. So you sharing with all of us, yes, is helpful for you. And I, I hope it is. But it also serves a greater community function as you begin to narrate your tale of this trial because it's becoming increasingly a shared community experience. Yeah. So it's it's not without merit that we listen to your story and hear you in the very early stages of processing it, right? Very early stages, because it is still very present tense. That evacuation was five days ago, which itself on a psychological scale is very immediate. Um, but like you said, yesterday and today, there's increasing and continued threats. So it's, it's not a thing of the past yet. It's very much in the moment. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I appreciate <laughs> Thanks for being my therapist in the moment here. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and there's one thing that you said that, well, there's a lot of things that you said, but one thing that really stood out that one of my takeaways so far, if I'm looking back and reflecting and, and looking, yes, there's, there's the good, bad, and the ugly, but the good is you said community, uh, mm. which has been so apparent uh, just from, again, from, from you and I, you know, texting and, and you're like, man, and I, I'm sure what a helpless feeling it must have been. Like you're, you know, a couple hours away and you're just like, is there anything I could do? And I'm like, I don't know if you want to like drive here and help me pack a suitcase, but I don't think that's going to happen. So um, if you could, but, but like in the moment you found something to do, right? Like you helped tell the story and I was able in the moment to like get encouragement. And even mm. as we landed, I, I was reading through some of the comments and I'm just, I'm so touched by people's generosity just in their comments of just saying, mm. Hey, we're thinking about you. Like I'm, we've never met you, like I said, but, mm -hmm. but, but we're thinking about you. And then to have, you know, the community of people that surrounded us, um, that, you know, sent 
whatever they could our way, you know, even if it was just, you know, prayers and, and good thoughts and, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the community of, you know, we're, we're, we're part of a, you know, I'm part of a, a, a church community on a Sunday morning and they decided it's a smaller community, but it's a community nonetheless. And they decided to pivot and just say, Hey, look, uh, there was another family in the church that also were close by that got evacuated and said, you know what, you guys, you know, we're just going to have breakfast and we're mm-hmm. just going to hang out. And I got to tell you, that was probably one of the most real God moments I've ever had in my life mm-hmm. where they said, you know what? Uh, it's about recognizing that it's been a tough week and we're going to have pancakes. And mm-hmm. that's the only thing on the agenda that we're going to do today is eat stinking pancakes and some delicious scones and maybe some eggs and bacon. And it, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I ate some pancakes and eggs and bacon. It was delicious. <laughs> Uh, but to me, like that was a community God moment. If we want to go down mm. that road that I don't think I've ever had a better mm. experience in my life. Um, mm. and, and again, it just people being willing to just say, look, there's no agenda now. Like the agenda's out the window. Um, we're just gonna, we're just gonna sit here and we're just gonna sit and be still and process and talk if you want to talk and eat food if you want to eat. That's it. That, that is a critical Oh man. Yeah. Having that peace really helps our humanity. Help me. Um, I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah Help yeah. my family too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was great to see your family. I'm I'm really glad that they all came. That was really good. So. Yeah, you, you dangle uh, out pancakes. Oh man. Well, Chris, it's yeah. I, I hope that we can revisit this larger conversation at some point, because what I really hope is that I hope that we can be sitting in person again across the same counter where we were last time, because there are some really cool things to continue to unfold about your house. And it will be fun or not fun, but I think it will be meaningful from a human perspective of understanding who we are as people and how we function in this world to kind of check in with you um, in a couple of months and, and see where things are at. Um, so thank you for your vulnerability. I know it's really raw. I know there's a lot there that you are still feeling in your body, hasn't made it up to your your mind yet or, or to your mouth yet, and that's totally understandable and fine. So um, I'm just really thankful for your courage in the moment just to jump into it and share where you're at. Um, and I really hope that there's no more fires in, in your area because, holy smokes, have we had enough. <laughs> I can find a, a, a better way to maybe take a couple of days off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, Caben. Uh I appreciate you uh, holding some space for just a, a chance to walk through this and, and even help the processing a little bit more, mm. um, especially today, as today was even, I'm just realizing kind of the stressors of today. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I appreciate that. And, and, and I, like I said, I appreciate everybody that, that reached out to us both online and, and, uh, in person. And, uh, we're, you know, I, I hope anybody who's listening to it is as fortunate to have a community. I just, I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just hope that if you don't have a community. I, I hope you find one. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Hey, can I, can I mention one thing real quick? Yeah. All right. I just we uh, we want to make sure that we're having a conversation. So I, you know, story is so important, and 
when we share our stories together, I think I think we can learn and 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 feel empathy and and kind of just be stronger together. Um, mm-hmm. So I just want to say, hey, if if folks have a story that they want to share with us, there's ways to reach us online. But you can also email us at ofdustanddivinity at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've got a story to tell or any you know any episode um, of of the podcast that you want to comment on, you know, like I'd love to. We'd love to hear it. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to share it on the podcast. Um, you know, if it, it, I mean, if you don't want us to share it, say don't share this. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you want to share, you know, you want us to share, it, we'd we'd love to to share your stories as well. Um, and so anyway, we've got we got one uh, we got one somebody talking about my house, which was from our first episode, which was <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, so yeah. thank you, thank you, Sean, for uh, for sending that in. It was it, he was enjoying the conversations of all the different. Uh, aspects of my home <laughs> yeah, yeah that are unfortunately still here so anyway yes. oh man but yeah um but yeah share yeah. share your story with us of dust and divinity at gmail.com and that's our show if this conversation was meaningful to you like it was to us leave a rating and review so that more people just like us can discover this podcast and join the conversation themselves thank you for listening we're so glad you're here and we'd love for you to join the conversation too. But hey, you've heard enough of our voices. For show notes or to connect with this community of seekers, visit us online at ofdustanddivinity.com. Partner with us on Patreon and get access to exclusive content, merch, and hidden perks. Go to patreon.com slash ofdustanddivinity. Join our Facebook group of Dust and Divinity podcast community and engage with us on Instagram at of dust underscore and divinity. As you go through your day, remember these words of Rainer Maria Rilke. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given to you, for you would not be able to live them And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now.